0: Welcome to Lords of Order, a DC Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and this is episode 56. Feedback can be sent to the Podcast at gmail.com, left on the website at BigTimeNoise.com slash fate. Lords of Order has Google Plus and Facebook pages and on Twitter. Messages will get to us via Teal Productions. The book of this episode is Dr. Fate, issue six from the current volume, cover date of January 2016. Paul Levitz and Sonny Lou are the storytellers, Lee Bridge is on colors, and Steve Wands is on letters. Now, the cover of the book, we see Anubis in his uh, rather scary jackal dog guise sitting atop a pile of mummies, each mummy that is discernible, bearing a helmet of Thoth. In the story, uh, Anubis has just struck Dr. Fate, um, although actually it is Khalid Nasur, uh, has struck him down blind. So as we open, Anubis is lording it over him while we see Khalid and his father Muhammad uh, Muhammad is passed out in the street. Khalid is bent, doubled over, clutching at his eyes. They have just escaped. They have just. They have just escaped the hospital that Anubis uh, destroyed, and are now in the street as Anubis is continuing to uh, emotionally beat up on Khalid. Uh, reaching around trying to find the helmet that fell off him when he fell having been struck blind he finds the helmet slips it on his head because he remembers the last time he was injured with the helmet on he was healed so he's hoping that it'll heal his eyes this time well he does and i I don't I'm, i'm not quite sure what it shows me but ultimately he passes out and is laying on the street in the water in the rain alongside his dad with the helmet of fate laying next to him Next, he is awakening in a in a dream slash nightmarish kind of world. Still blind, he finds the helmet, puts it on, and this time, when he puts it on, seeing through the helmet, he's in his room in his uh, in his, his Brooklyn house, um, believing that he is cured because he can see. He takes the helmet off, only to find himself still in this nightmarish realm, and and I mean, there's nothing happening to cause it to be a nightmare, it's just totally black. Um, and still blind. And Now now next, some weirdness happens, okay? First, we have Anubis, um, the next page, Anubis telling us why he is doing what he's doing, that the people worship their machines instead of the gods, and they don't deserve this, and, and all this stuff. And we see that the same thing that's happening in New York, as far as the weather is happening in venice hong kong sao paulo london bangladesh and singapore i guess signifying that it's happening around the world okay next page we're at uh, and it's it's not a house it's an apartment maybe or a townhouse or something like that but we're at the nasur's townhouse and muhammad is in a robe sitting on his couch talking to his wife elizabeth Now, how did they get from one to the other? I I, I don't understand. They didn't tell us. They didn't show us. So from this point on, I am mildly confused, only to be more confused here in another page or two. So they're talking back and forth, and I suspect that Muhammad is trying to keep Elizabeth from going upstairs and discern a disturbing Khalid. We then cut to Khalid who is studying for um, an upcoming exam and he has the helmet of fate on and levitating three different books, notes, a laptop, and uh, an electronic pad, like an iPad, something like that, and he's studying. In the midst of studying, uh, um, Aquila. The wannabe girlfriend, she, she wants to be his girlfriend, and the representation, I believe, of traditional Muslim uh, texts him. And we have a little picture in as part of the text pop up, and she is wearing the, the head covering. Uh, and I, I won't try to call it something because I, I forget what it's called and I don't want to uh, insult anyone. But she's asking and says that uh, some things are going on in Cairo does he want to join her at a flash mob at the Egyptian embassy there in New York to protest what's going on in Cairo? He said no, to go back and forth. And in the midst of this, Shea, his actual girlfriend, who represents America and the nontraditional aspects of Nasir's life, Uh, pops up and asks for help studying a particular essay and even solicits him for uh, affection, attention, I suspect even sex. But he says no, he can't. He gives some excuse, uh, continues to study, and then he sees that there is uh, an alert that is given out by the power company telling everyone to turn off all unneeded electrical devices, that there's an emergency at the 14th Street Con Edison power plant. We cut to the power plant and we see that Anubis is attacking the power plant to knock it out. In the midst of that attack, Bastet comes up uh, in in the cat guise and just discusses things with Anubis a little bit. Basically telling Anubis that her champion, the bearer of the Helmet of Thoth, Dr. Fate, is not done for yet. We cut back to Khalid, uh, still levitating, still trying to study with the helmet of Thoth on. And Bastet poofs him from there to the Con Ed power plant. Uh, Just as Bastet tells him that this is it, this is your final battle, you have to choose what you're going to be. She leaves him, and a huge part of the power plant falls over onto dr fate he wearing the helmet i'll I'll call him dr fate Uh, even though he's dressed in a hoodie and casual clothes he has the helmet on uh and and uh covers him but yet in the next couple panels he he melts his way through this and escapes this now i don't know if this um portion of the power plant that fell on him was a direct attack from anubis or if it was just part of the degradation of the plant that anubis is causing to happen either way dr fate now confronts anubis they have a little verbal exchange and anubis gives him the whammy with some anubian power knocks him into the power plant uh, next to one of the generators Dr. Fate realizes that he's at the generator and starts causing it to function, generate electricity, and starts to absorb, or not absorb, he, he, he attempts to harness the electricity. He's not really absorbing it, but he's pulling it, he's gathering it in, he's going to use it for something else. We cut back to Elizabeth and Mohammed at home on the couch, still snuggling as they left the last time we saw them. Uh, being affectionate to one another, and once again, Elizabeth says something about Khalid, but Mohammed takes her attention from Khalid back to him. And they start uh, just old people affectionately kind of making out here on the couch. But again, I believe that Mohammed is purposefully trying to keep Elizabeth from worrying about Or or a Khalid, or or thinking about, or or doing anything about Khalid right now. And that's kind of, um, it it strikes me as curious. I I don't know why he's doing that. We cut back to Fate, who with the power that he has acquired from the uh, electrical power plant, attacks Anubis, disrupts one manifestation of his being, which is a, a huge coalescing of the head and face of Anubis in bluish energy uh, hovering in the air. But it reforms because it, it's it's just an aspect. It's not actually Anubis. Anubis, Anubis renews his attack by taking a uh, one of the smokestacks and turning it into a large tentacle and wrapping it around Dr. Fate and attempting to crush him. Dr. Fate uh, expels some of his... Uh, Fate force, shall we call it, outward, uh, exploding the chimney from around him. Anubis again attacks using some of his Anubian energy, knocks him back down to the ground. Next, Anubis attacks in the aspect of a huge physical uh, jackal. Smacks him around a couple times and then swallows him whole. And the next issue is entitled, In the House of the Dead. So we'll see what um, Dr. Fate is able to do against Anubis. So this is six issues in, and this story is still going. And you know, I- I'm kind of Jones and it to be over at this point. Um, six issues read one at a time. Is a long time to maintain one one story. That's that's six months to seven months, depending on when they come out. That's plenty long enough for a story, you know. Um, I I like this aspect of Doctor Fate. I like how they're using the, the different aspects of Egyptian mythology, uh, the traditional and non traditional Muslim aspects that that I think they're trying to represent. Khalid and all the different directions he's being pulled. I'm digging all this wrap it up and let's move on to something else because you're starting to bore me folks you know it's six months at least another seventh month and probably an eighth month after that before they wrap up the story that's too freaking long uh, and and it kind of annoys me that if they're doing this then they are quote unquote writing for the trade or some other bullcrap and and it's it's just not necessary you know um, I've been spending a lot of times reading older books And I I can't help but feel in the 80s, this would have been three issues and we'd be out. We'd be on to the next thing, pal. But they're dragging this stuff out. And and it's just, uh, there are so many things about today's comic business that I do not like, guys. I'm sorry. Um, Next time out, more fun comics, the 1936 volume, issue 75. Hopefully I'll be in a better mood about comics. I'll talk to you guys then. production and as such is licensed under a creative commons attribution non-commercial non-derivative 3.0 unported license